Hello everyone, another Monday, another new week and another border crisis. In this video, we're going to talk about the latest that we are hearing from Dover. Border force have crossed the line of incompetence and at times, probably, some of the things they're doing, it's probably on purpose. I don't know who is actually in charge, but we're going to have to find out eventually. And uh, also we're going to talk about football. Not really football in that sense, because not everybody is into it, but the Euros are coming and the England team have already caused some trouble by agreeing to take the knee at every game and there's a massive uh, debate around it and we're going to discuss also uh, some other issues when it comes to the cancelled culture but first let's talk about Priti Patel's border force and the home office who are supposed to be in charge of protecting our borders specifically when it comes to the migrant crisis near Dover. Now we know that the French authorities have taken a lot of money from British taxpayers uh, to prevent the crossings are not really doing their job properly and uh, not only that, when uh, the boats get near Dover, until recently, the border force have acted as taxis. Now we are hearing something new. The border force have gone to France, picked up the actual illegal migrants and brought them to the UK. Yes, this is what we've uh, it's now been exposed uh, with the actual details. We also have an audio recording uh, the conversation between uh, French and British authorities on how to actually do this uh, transfer uh, which considering with all the pressure on Priti Patel and the home office I, I don't know who decided that this would be a good idea in the name of whatever they decided what it was it was it humanitarian mentality or was it just uh, let's just keep the French happy this is not the right thing to do we have the audio conversation between uh, the border force and uh, the French authorities let's go to that first the difficulty we have is uh... The vessel is in your waters, uh, and we cannot come into your waters to take the uh, the vessel. Uh, do you think it's going to make it into UK waters at its present uh, speed over? So that is uh, making route until uh, the frontier, uh, but uh, very slowly. So I think uh, in less than one hour he will be at, at the frontier. Uh, two hours ago he was at three nautical miles. Now he's. Uh, 0.5 miles from the frontier. We go very slow, but he's coming uh, slowly. Yes, uh, many thanks for that. That's all understood. Uh, would you have a problem if we put our boarding boat into uh, the water near the vessel? However, we will just escort it towards uh, UK waters. Over. No, sir, there's no problem for us. You can do. It will be more simple for everybody. Thank you. Yes, uh, that's understood. I think this is the safest course of action. Uh, where we will have um, uh, legality to do this, over. I shall say, uh, we give you legality to do this now, perhaps. Many thanks, sir. Uh, we'll put our boat in the water so, uh, to make sure it, it uh, gets into UK waters safely, over. Thanks a lot. We stay in the area until you get them on the ship for security. If you need, uh, you can call us. That is very much appreciated, sir. We will uh, go back 16 and uh, monitor that channel, over. Thanks. Have a good one. How is that supposed to be allowed? How is this normal behavior? And so they aren't saying, the border force, that they're doing it because of safety reasons and uh, for the sake of the migrants on the boats. But considering the UK government don't really have the same policy as the Australian government, where they just turn the boats around, uh, they're going to bring uh, all the illegal migrants in and then they're, they're going to label them asylum seekers and they're going to go through the process and the left-wing activist lawyers will then stop the cases uh, and they, they can't even deport them anymore. Some of them just disappear into the system. They're just going you know, to live on the cash in hand, won't even contribute to society. 
And how are we going to solve this problem? If Priti Patel, considering she's the boss, when she found out during the weekend, uh, she's come out to, she, apparently she was furious because uh, she, she wasn't told. She didn't know about this, according to the Home Office. Home Office sources have come out to completely slammed Border Force. Uh, and uh, Priti Patel herself has started an instant emergency inquiry into this decision. Now, of course, she can always start her inquiries every 10 minutes. But if nothing's actually been done about it, what's the point? Now, we don't really know the names of the senior figures at the border force. So the only person we can uh, scrutinize is the Home Secretary herself. Uh, but we don't really know how they're going to act when, when the time comes. But the, the one thing we know is that the Home Office themselves have confirmed that 201 migrants crossed in small boats yesterday. Uh, and also French authorities, they say that they prevented 171 people from making these trips yesterday and Wednesday, obviously last Wednesday. So we're having all these stories coming out from both sides, obviously. Um, but one thing that's now apparently become the headline is that uh, the third paragraph talking about how a video appearing uh, to show a group of migrants crossing from Calais to Dover in a boat it was also posted to TikTok on Thursday. Now, the Home Office think that the priority is to focus on TikTok and the, the actual apps, because social media apps is, is their fault that the migrant crisis is happening. This is the most astonishing thing that I've heard from the Home Office. Priti Patel is now blaming Facebook, Twitter and TikTok for the soaring numbers of uh, migrants trying to reach the UK. Now, she's ordering social media giants to remove the posts that glamorize illegal channel crossing. Now, okay, I fully understood when politicians and government were against, uh, for example, radical groups uh, like IS and others uh, posting tutorial uh, videos or actually the beheadings on their platforms because that's too far. We know that. Uh, but is it really um, the job of politicians and government to completely tell um, businesses what to do? Because yes, she might be right that for some reason, some people might find it glamorous uh, to do a uh, crossing for some reason by watching TikTok. I don't think that's how it works because with or without social media, before social media existed as well, if someone is desperate, they want to come to the UK from France, they'll find a smuggler, they'll pay them a lot of money and they'll still come. No one's going to sit in France and watch a video on Facebook and be like, ooh, I just discovered I can get on a boat to Dover. Let's do it now. I just found out because of Facebook. This is literally what um, scapegoating is about. Uh, the Home Sec Secretary and the Home Office are trying to distract the debate uh, by saying, oh, good, guys, we found someone else to blame. Stop blaming others, take responsibility and do something about your border force because clearly there are some issues in the system. Now, um, the whole establishment are currently having some issues, as we know. Uh, when we know that these politicians can't even actually do any of the projects that they have, they can't even complete their own HS2 project, whether it's right or wrong, because I'm against HS2, but some people are pro it. They can't even sort that out. They can't even sort out their own uh, NHS. What do you expect from them when other things happen? When the whole culture is at, now at risk, we are now talking about woke football. This is the new <laughs> crisis that we are currently facing. Why is this a thing? Why, after a year, well, just over a year now, uh, football players, Premier League initially, and now internationally, are still taking the knee. What's the point of this? Firstly, when it comes to symbolic virtual signaling, you know, sort of things, examples that they do, 
you know, there's, there's a bit of a novelty at the beginning, but then it just goes away. It turns into some weird ritual that the majority of the players doing it every time, they probably don't even remember why they're doing it. <laughs> they're just submitting to, uh, obviously, the, the, the mob mentality that if they don't do it, social media would go crazy. It's, it's idiotic. But the problem I have is that the England football team have said that they're going to take the knee every match. Fans, a lot of them, have come out to boo and heckle. Fair. And now there's a massive debate. The same people, the manager, Gareth Southgate, and others, who came out a few weeks ago uh, saying that football belongs to the fans and the, the Super League and all these elitist uh, club owners uh, coming out against the fans and making a decision against the fans. That's a bad idea. But clearly now, it's the other way around. Because Gary Lineker tweeted, if you boo the England players for taking the knee, you're part of the reason why players are taking the knee. What? I have absolutely no idea what that means. Because clearly, if you have a different opinion, because politically, culturally, ideologically, you, you might not be in favour of taking the knee. But if you're against it, that's why we have a problem with racism. <laughs> but what happened to uh, this is a you know, a, a fan-focused sport. Because clearly, when you have Gareth Southgate as the manager of the team coming out to say that we don't care about the fans, the fans who are booing, they're the bad guys, and we're going to take the knee, and we don't care about what anybody else says. Well, I thought a few weeks ago, Gareth and his friends came out to say that football is all about the fans. We should re listen to our fans. Apparently not, because they have submitted, and things have changed. But this is going to be interesting because, of course, in the stadiums, we've already seen the friendly matches recently, uh, uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago as well with England. Well, people boo. Get used to it. Don't be sensitive. People don't like it. Move on. Stop doing this. It's like that th Thursday night, 8 p.m. clapping for the NHS. Yeah, the first week was fun. And, it was, and people just did it to say thank you to the NHS you know, nurses and doctors. But then it continued, and it continued, and then it just became boring, and then it turned into a point where um, people were clapping, but then the government didn't really do anything about the actual NHS, uh, well, whether it was a pay situation or just lack of reform uh, when it comes to healthcare. This is the problem we have, the double standards, virtual signaling, and just lack of uh, honesty when it comes to their ideologies. Now, Downing Street, thank God, have come out to say that they are refusing, they're going to refuse to condemn the England fans who boo the players taking the knee. Well done. For once, <laughs> well, it's quite rare, but these days, but I now um, fully support Downing Street and their rhetoric. Uh, they've come out to defend the fans. This is supposed to be a, a sport for the fans. And without the fans, this sport won't exist in that, in that sense. So Downing Street, Good, you did not submit, unlike Sakia Starmer and Angela Reyna. Well done, for once. Uh, but when it comes to uh, this mob mentality, it's all about the, the, what was it, the council culture, and it's all about uh, the bullies that exist in our Western society. Yes, the council bullies. These people are, have been ruining our culture for a few decades. Uh, ben Shapiro in the US wrote a book about this about five years ago about the bullies and they exist in different parts and areas of politics, cultural issues and social issues uh, from your schools, universities to your theatres and your filmmakers everywhere you go these cultural bullies exist 
and they want to tell you what to do, what to think, and what to say. And these days, what to eat, because meat is bad apparently. So this is now reaching a whole point where culture, when it was about the artists and the liberal Hollywood hippies, who are of course very sensitive type and progressives. Nobody was surprised that they were always into these weird causes because they are always left-wing liberal. Football, cricket, sports, rugby, these sort of things. Where <laughs> a lot of times you had people just getting into them. They're not really into ideologies. A lot of them are working class. And even if they're middle class, they don't really care about politics. They just got into rugby, for example. They just want to do their sport. This mentality has now infiltrated sports, like football. Now, cricket. This is Ollie Robinson a cricket player for England, uh, who's now been suspended by the cricket board in England. Why? Because when he was young, when he was a kid, when he was a teenager in 2012, he tweeted some stuff that were controversial. Well, that are controversial now. So like all of us who have tweeted things, especially, well, I, I still tweet controversial things now, but um, some people in their teenage years, uh, they say weird things. They say offensive things. Now, there's a difference between someone uh, saying things and continue with that mentality and become a bully, or someone who says something, they grow up, they apologize and say, oh yeah, that was a bit weird, sorry about that, I didn't mean to tweet that, you know, but that was 10 years ago, I was a child. No, apparently that's not enough, because Ollie Robinson has now been suspended by the board, despite the fact that he's apologized. The council culture is reaching a whole new level but it doesn't really matter. The context doesn't matter. Apologizing doesn't matter. Because that's what they always say. They, the cultural Marxists, the lefties who are obsessed with attacking our culture, our history, our white straight male humans. They always say that the British Empire must apologize to India and Africa and basically the whole world. Now apparently apologizing is not enough. Because when Robinson apologized, it wasn't enough. He still got suspended. And then they're, they're starting an investigation. What's an investigation? The tweets are there. <laughs> what are you trying to find out? Oh, let's, let's translate this tweet. Let's see what he means. Well, we all know what it is. Uh, but in, that's the whole problem we have. The poor guy has now been completely, his career is ruined. Uh, and he's now been attacked on social media by the lefties. Uh, because you know he said something as a child and he's apologized. And apparently that's not enough. Now, uh, Oliver Dowden. Secretary of State has come out to defend him. Good. Once again, good for the government. It says that Ollie Robinson's tweets were offensive and wrong. They are also a decade old and written by a teenager. The teenager is now a man and has rightly apologized. The ECB has gone over the top by suspending him and should think again. Well, brilliant. Thank God. The, the government have come to their senses. Now, of course, it's not really the job of the politicians to then tell the organization what to do. Uh, and those who are in favor of intervention from politicians of the government don't do this because that's exactly how Mussolini started in Italy. Do not get politicians to intervene because that just it just makes the whole thing worse. Making comments is fine. Uh, supporting Oliver Robinson, if Oliver Dowden does it, brilliant. I just don't want the government to actually completely uh, goes in there like stormtroopers and destroy the building. That's not the right solution. That's exactly how extremism happens. But we have to stand up. Ordinary people should stand up. Uh, whether it's by, of course, uh, showing our voices or boycotting uh, the matches until they learn. It's the same with Premier League. Same thing happened with Sky Sports, with the BLM movement. Uh, people protested until 
um, Sky Sports decided to move away from the BLM logo. Now, as I said, all these problems are happening. The priorities are different, apparently, uh, for the culture. When we're actually having a massive crisis at the border, when we're having a massive crisis with our education system and the healthcare system, and there's still a massive threat from external enemies. So we have to come together. And that's why uh, when I moved the main platform from YouTube to this new site, to this new channel, uh, the whole idea is to also create this new community so that I help you guys to stay up to date with everything. So when you're out there, if there's some sort of random debate coming up with some sort of weirdo, you know how to deal with it. But also you help me uh, to um, create this team together to stand up to the council bullies. Now, there are a couple of questions from the full members of the channel. And as you guys know, if you're a full member, you've got the membership area in the top of the page. Uh, you can actually, the first box, you could submit daily questions. And uh, I just answer a few of them at the end of each show. Let's go to the first one, Arthur, uh, saying, uh, do we need to kill furlough sooner rather than later to encourage people back to work? Hospitality needs workers and there seems to be a shortage right now. I keep hearing uh, mutterings regarding extending further. Yes, so uh, with furlough, when they decided to extend it till September, uh, and they did this, I think, back in March, uh, despite the fact that the roadmap said the end of the full lockdown will be uh, 21st of June. Now we are hearing rumors that the 21st of June is not fully happening. Uh, so, but they say, you know, it could be a couple of weeks, it could be a month. Uh, so now I know why they extended furlough just in case. But the problem is the furlough as a scheme was quite generous and it was, it was a good move initially because it was politicians in the government who stopped people from working. So it was also their job to then uh, help them recover, of course. But the problem now is that now that life is coming back, even if they extend uh, the 21st of June, officers are back. You're allowed to go back to work. Stop the furlough. Do not extend furlough. Uh, the, the whole culture of work is changing. Uh, yes, it's, it's a lot efficient for a lot of people to work from home on Zoom. Yes, I get it, depending on the job. But everything else uh, about going to work, that matters too. The social aspects, the networking, helping the, the actual high street in the areas. For example, City of London is still empty. Now, in City of London, it's not just the offices that matter. It's all the other shops as well, from the independent small coffee shops in the city of London to all the pubs as well. Everything's going down because that place is a ghost town. So it's the same with Canary Wharf and other places as well. Up and down the country in Manchester, Northern Quarter in Manchester, uh, if it weren't for the students going to all these cocktail bars, otherwise the whole place would be dead. Now, fellow should just completely go away. As I say, it's not just supporting the local economy. It's also um, the, the, the whole psychology of going to work and having that a networking opportunity to be able to see your colleagues and friends. But we'll see, Arthur. We don't know. Uh, Pauline says, uh, hi, Maya. What do you think of the latest? According to a report, Home Secretary Peter Patel is set to announce new measures against foreign criminals in the UK. Do we dare to believe this? Well, what do we always say? Repeat after me. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, Peter Patel is working hard. She comes up with all these measures, but you know we're still waiting for a lot of them to be implemented. Uh, she has apparently uh, put in place this new policy to stop the, uh, the law firms from uh, preventing the deportations, but it will take some time to actually see the effects. And so we can judge her within the next few months to see 
what she's going to be doing with the foreign criminals. Uh, James says, Hi Maya, I loved the video with you and Alex Belfield. It was nice for him to be able to speak his mind without the YouTube algorithm. If YouTube are going to keep deplatforming the right-wing channels, would you, Alex uh, and Andre Walker, not be better off uh, to join forces and make one platform with all your content on it? I would gladly pay more to have all the three uh, all the three contents together. Yes, actually, so that's why I uh, talked uh, to Alex Belfield about this and Andre as well. My plan with this whole new platform is initially, of course, it's uh, just our small team with me and Lacey and Tim. Uh, but the idea behind this is to uh, slowly then create uh, our own independent media platform and outlet with others also getting involved uh, because we have to create a new home for, uh, they call them right-wing commentators, but we just call them um, well, freedom-loving presenters and commentators uh, to bring everyone together. And I'm introducing new shows and formats for you guys as well. Obviously, we just introduced a new uh, interview series uh, every Sunday. We just did the, posted the first one yesterday with Alex Belfield. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, But we're going to do a lot more as well, a lot of debate uh, formats. And uh, uh, I might actually start uh, also be doing more educational videos about uh, going through history and ideologies, uh, for example, Marxism, things like that. Uh, I think it will be quite beneficial. Uh, so we're going to do a lot more. And we're going to, I, my plan, as I said, is to bring everyone together as well. So uh, over time, you're going to see a lot more. So if you've just joined and if you see this as an investment, then hopefully you'll, see the, you'll be seeing the return uh, very, very soon. So if you guys are a full member, uh, then, as I said, don't forget to submit questions on the membership area. There's a box. Submit your questions every day. And everybody else, thanks again. Just leave a comment, any feedback that you guys have. Uh, we are still obviously making updates to the website. Uh, I'm, I'm reading all the emails that you are sending. Uh, apologies if I can't reply to every single one of them, uh, but some of them are just feedback. So if, if it's just uh, duplicate feedbacks, I've just taken them in, taken note, and try to get everything sorted very soon. Uh, for the others, if you guys are talking to people who are uh, not members yet, we are also introducing a uh, the annual payment option as well, and also PayPal uh, to make it easier for you guys as well. So I'll keep you guys posted. Thanks again for watching. I'm MyATC, and I'll see you guys in the next video.